Welcome to Mac and Mike in the Morning. I'm Mike. And I'm Mac. Today is Thursday morning somewhere. It's Thursday morning, November 1st. Happy New Year, ladies and gentlemen. We are happy to be in the year 2018 in the month of November. How do you feel about this new month, Mike? New month, new Mike. Great. Great. So moving on to our, um, our sponsors for the podcast. We usually like to plug the sponsors at the beginning and the end of the show, sometimes in the middle. Our first sponsor of the day is jimmyjobs.me, my favorite website for movie quotes and movie recommendations. What's his favorite movie? I think it's the SpongeBob SquarePants movie, but I'll have to double check on that. I know for sure he has The Dark Knight on there. Yeah, I think he's a big Chris uh, Nolan fan. Oh, who isn't? I think uh, Inception was one of his favorite movies, too. I remember watching it in the dormitory with him and a bunch of our friends, actually. How freaked out were you by the ending of Inception? Pretty freaked out. Actually, I now have these episodes where I am pretty sure I'm not dreaming, but, like, there's a part of me that's like, wait, am I dreaming? And I have to, like, regain, like, my grasp on reality for, like, two seconds. What is the check that you do? So you know how he has the um, totem at the end? What's your sure. check that you so do to make sure that you're not this, in a dream? This, it's hard. Because I'm always doubtful that I could be dreaming and just my check is insufficient. So like, so actually this is, this is an interesting topic. We probably shouldn't divert. We had, a, we had a more interesting topic than this one for today. But um, back in college, Jimmy uh, was really interested in lucid dreaming. And so we would often converse about like what it takes to be a good lucid dreamer. And one of the, one of the things was having a check that you perform instinctively. Uh, so that way you perform it while you're dreaming so you can kind of, uh, you know, notice the fact that you're dreaming. So one of the checks that he used to do is he used to press his thumb into the palm of his hand to see if his thumb would go through his fingers or through the palm of his hand. And if it went through, like just through through the skin, through the flesh, then he knew that he was dreaming because clearly you can't press your, your thumb through your fingers. The other one he used to do was flip a light switch in the room. And if the lights don't respond, if they don't go on or off based on how you're touching the light switch, then you know you're dreaming. Although that one's that one's pretty risky because <laughs> uh, you might just have like a broken light bulb and uh, you might make some poor decisions, but, uh, especially if and I haven't been uh, inebriated too often. But I imagine if you're inebriated, it's even more difficult to determine whether or not you're dreaming than it is in real life. Um, so we have to unpack some of this. <laughs> I love that we're single cutting this, by the way. Yeah, me too. Um, did, so do you know, if maybe this is a question to ask Jimmy when he's on the show, is did he ever successfully um, lucid dream? Yeah. Yeah, I think, well, the big thing for him was that he had never prior to, to trying actually lucid dreamed. And I forget how the, the topic must have come up pretty casually and it, like kind of like hit him like a thousand tons. Like, wait, you guys know when you're dreaming, when you're dreaming. And then he like did a bunch of research into it. And then he's like, okay, I have to like try this myself. And so he spent a lot of time like just debugging it and trying to figure out how to, how to get it to work. So it's something I read a lot about um, when I was in high school. Oh, okay. Uh, Here we go. <laughs> um, I don't think I, I – I won't ever say that I um, lucid dreamt. Um, what? Never? Mostly because uh, usually when I get to the state where I'm aware that I'm dreaming, I'll just, like, wake up. Uh. Um, I have had a horrible experience with um, sleep paralysis. Yeah. I don't know if you heard about this. I have. That's like the, it's like the opposite. <laughs> right. Uh, it was horrible because it was um, you can't move. Mm-hmm. This is if if for people who I read about this later. It's this phenomenon called sleep paralysis. You are sleeping and you wake up, but you can't move. You can't even open your eyes. You can't do anything. And usually it feels like um, something is like sitting on your chest. Mm-hmm. So I think if you look on Wikipedia, there's like a a, a 
painting from you know the 1800s or whatever mm-hmm. of this like demon sitting on someone's chest is like to represent what sleep paralysis is. Yeah. Um, but in my dream. Uh, I couldn't open my eyes, and it felt like somebody was trying to suffocate me. Actually, that, like what I imagined was somebody had their knee on like my chest, so that I can't Ooh. move. Like you actually feel the pressure like bearing down on you, brutal, with like a pillow over my face trying to suffocate me. Um, so I remember at the time I had a roommate. Uh, and this was uh, my, I think my first year in grad school. So I just remember trying to yell out yes. for help. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, at this point I was still dreaming and d- wasn't aware that I was dreaming. <laughs> um, and I couldn't yell because you have no like uh, yeah. you know, control of your body. Um, uh, and so eventually I, I, I was like, wait, this is a dream. Like I deduced that it was a dream. Um, and so I'm like, okay, fine. That I just like, (laughs) all right, just gonna let it, like, I'm just gonna, you know, die and then I'll wake up. Wait, I would, I would call that almost lucid dreaming. Like, like sleep, like paralysis into lucid dreaming. Yeah, I mean, that's usually how most of my dreams end, is <laughs> I usually have the realization that, like, this is dumb, I'm in a dream, just, like, this is what happens, and then I just, like, let whatever. So, like, uh, things, I have this recurring dream, right, yeah. of um, uh, the car, I'm driving, and the brakes don't work, and Ooh. you keep, I keep pressing down on the brakes, like, harder and harder and harder, mm-hmm. with the hope that don't actually work but yeah. then they don't work and I'm like okay I'm just in a dream I don't own a car <laughs> just like <laughs> let it crash and I die and then I wake up so you die in your dreams um I I don't think I ever reached the point where I die I yeah. think I just like will eventually just wake up and like yeah. okay um there's also another recurring dream where I'm always running after stuff except I'm always very slow and I always feel like I'm tripping and falling over myself interesting I think these are actually two very common patterns in or tropes in dreams <laughs> in everyone's dreams yeah I think so tripping tripping running um dri- driving uh, really there's also, yeah I can't remember the last time I had a dream about driving or me driving while I was well you actually drive I do yeah so you think people who don't drive dream about driving um, maybe it's just because, like, I'm afraid of driving. Not that necessarily afraid. I think I'm afraid of, like, getting into accidents or uh, something. Because it's, like, a huge deal when it happens. So yeah. It's, like, a very nerve-wracking thing. Um, yeah, and I'm trying to think of uh, uh, some of the other, like, eventful dreams I've had. I've had the sleep paralysis dreams before. You've had? Where, like, it wasn't so much as someone sitting on my chest, but, like, they're usually, like, a demon or, like, a scary thing is, like, like chasing me it's usually like a slow chase too like i'm like oh i guess this is where tripping comes into play not necessarily i'm like tripping over myself but i'm clearly like not sprinting like i'm either like being like stuck to the floor or like i can't crawl away quickly enough and the thing is coming after me and you try to scream for help but like your voice doesn't work in your dream which is the weird part and i've actually had it be the case where like you try and close your eyes to just kind of like zone it out basically and like you see through your eyelids oh that's weird ever happened i've never had that um I've had those a few times, and what's funny is I wake up and then I like start laughing out loud because of like how ridiculous it was, like after they happen. But in the moment, they're terrifying. I've also had I'll I'll keep ranting. I had one dream, um, I forget what it was. It was my little brother Nate who was trying to steal my guitar and like smash it on the floor or something, and I was like screaming at him to stop. For some reason, I couldn't like physically take the guitar out of his hand, so I had to like try and verbally control him. And I remember screaming at the top of my lungs like stop. Uh, but, like, for some reason, I had woken up, like, one second before I screamed <laughs> stop at, like, the top of my lungs, like, in the middle of the night. 
at my house and everyone's like on the same floor and like all their bedrooms are like neighboring <laughs> each other so it's just like <laughs> middle of the night mac just like screaming like stop like top of my like i probably just like scared our viewers but uh, yeah that like my parents come like running in they're like what's going on and i was like nate was trying to smash my guitar <laughs> like, what are you talking about um yeah that happened once crazy dream stories um yeah i've definitely had those uh not where Nate is trying to smash my guitar, oh. but the ones where you wake up just right before some mm. like action that you're gonna do in the dream. Uh, so, um, hmm? yeah, I'm trying to think of how we got here. Oh, uh, the Jimmy Jimmy Jobs. Jobs. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, um, Jimmy Jobs. Me. My favorite place for lucid dreaming tips. Check it out if you're interested in lucid dreaming. Jimmy Jobs. Me. Yeah, I hear lavender is really good for inducing like lucid dreaming. Like eating lavender? I think the scent. Ah. I'm oh. just making that out. Oh. Hmm, cool. Let's check Jimmy Jobs at me. Yeah, Jimmy Jobs at me. Um, okay. Well, we'll also like to thank our second sponsor, Dr. Jonathan Michael Caldor. Jonathan Michael Caldor hails from Michigan. Hail blue. Hail blue. Thanks, Dr. Jonathan Michael Caldor. Get well soon. All right. He broke his leg. Oh, if you want any tips on breaking your leg, <laughs> <laughs> Doctor, that's terrible. I think we oh. might need to cut that. No, out. no, no. We have single cut, single cut. I, we're not single cutting this already. This one, I think we've done pretty good so far. I think so far, up until now, this. yeah. So oh, up until that yeah. recent. Well, um, in all seriousness, uh, Doctor Jonathan Michael Caldor, we're hoping that you're feeling well, and that your uh, broken tibia, fibia, whichever it is that you broke, is healing well. Um, and that you are able to compete in another Spartan race in the near future. Yeah, get well soon. We mean that from the bottom of our hearts. Or does the top of our hearts? From the center of my heart. Center. Is where I mean it from. Um, so I had a topic for today. Yeah. Besides lucid dreaming. Sure. Um, voting. Ooh. Yeah. So um, if you guys are not aware, uh, in the United States, because we have international vi- we listeners. We do. We have many international uh, listeners. In, in uh, y- the U.S., um, Election Day is next Tuesday. and uh, Tuesday in uh, November. I actually don't know if that's true. Well, I just know that the third Thursday in November is, or the second last Thursday is Thanksgiving. Should the I third third Thursday. Is it always third? Like Ooh, have, maybe it's the second to last? Well, that's the thing, is if you have five... Thursdays in November, is it the third or the fourth Thursday? I Maybe it's the fourth. I think you're right. It's the second know. to last Thursday. Is it? In the month, yeah. probably. Okay, cool. Um, Real quick while we're on this topic of things that happen on days of the week within a month, Super Bowl, first February, first Sunday in February, right? Is that true? Yeah. And then they back calculate like the start of the season so, from yeah. that? I think yeah. it's first February. Wow. February. I, Never thought about that. Um, let's 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 do more. Other um, things that happen on days of the week relative to the month. Ooh, um, Labor Day. What's that? The first Monday in September. I think first. There's a special rule. I think it's like first Monday of September, unless it's the first Monday of the the first day of the year or first day of the month. Uh, so then it's the eighth. Right. If it would have been yeah, the first. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Interesting. Um, because that's usually when school started for me. Uh, right. Probably same for you because you went to. Um, did you you went to elementary school in Buffalo? I did. I went to elementary school. Did you have to take the Regents exams? I did. I did take the Regents. 
Um, Those were funny. What's funny, well, we're kind of going uh, on a bit of a tangent here, but I'll just say real quick, what's funny about the Regents exams is they were pretty much just a practice in pattern matching. I don't know if you got this as well, but I didn't learn anything about like history or anything really in like high school even. I just learned to pattern match. Like when I saw certain words, I just knew to associate them with other words. Wow, I think you're just a much uh, smarter learner than I am. <laughs> I actually thought they were quite difficult. The Regents? Yeah. The Regents were a joke. Like, I mean, they, you still had to, like, study for them no. and know material. No. Yeah. Here's, here's what happened with the regents. Every, like, every other week in class, we got a packet of, like, old regents questions uh, for, like, every unit that we did. And there were, like, 25 variations of the same question. <laughs> and then you just learned what pattern you had to learn. And yeah. then you just applied that pattern on the regents exam. How does that apply to, like, every subject? Somehow it did. <laughs> I'm not even kidding you. Chemistry. I remember the chemistry regions just being an exercise in pattern. And that one, they give you a periodic table of elements. Yeah. That it's, was the nice thing about these exams. They give you, like, really good um, formula sheets. Oh, true. Do you remember? Did you take earth science? I did not. Oh. Earth science had the best formula sheet. It had, like, different types of rocks and, like, sediment. Um, I actually didn't take earth science because it wasn't required, so I didn't. Oh. So what happened was when I was in eighth grade, um, you could either take earth science or you could take, I don't know, whatever anyone else took. Um, so I took earth science. Hmm. Got to play with you that. took it in eighth grade? Yeah. Wow. It was, for, uh, it was for uh, overachiever exam. Yeah. Um, yeah, I know. I always thought they were difficult. And they also, they the thing is they also um, make you stay for like two hours or something. <laughs> <laughs> that was the worst. I had friends who would fall asleep just in the exam because they were done. Hmm. Um, yeah, I, I, yeah, I don't really remember too much about it. It was a long time. Well, here's what I'm, I'm envisioning happened is you finished your exams in like 0.2 seconds and handed them in before they even started so that you, you didn't have to wait for other people to, to like you. First in, first out. Right, exactly. Yeah. So you, that's why you don't remember is because they were so easy. Uh, I don't remember them being easy. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Well, Maybe we took different regions exams. No, I think there's uh well, they're the same throughout the state. Sure. Yeah. But do you think they changed over time? <laughs> you think they got easier over time? <laughs> that would be my guess, honestly. Um. Yeah. So uh, let's see. Election day, Tuesday in the United States. Mm. Um, I have opinions on voting, so we can get to that. Interesting. Um. But first, uh, are you regist- Are you registered to vote? Now? I have my uh, voter registration card sitting on my desk. Oh, wow. Do you know where your polling site is? Mm, I have to double check. So if you don't know, you can go to... Actually, I just Googled it today. Um, like, where's my polling site? And I'll redirect you to the uh, New York State um, website, and you can look it up. Nice. Yeah. Uh, I actually have my ballot. Uh, I wanted to download the ballot early so that I can go look who's on the ballot, do my research, vote appropriately. Wow. Yeah. That's really proactive of you. Well, uh, I guess so. So I have thought I'm going to get on my soapbox yeah, right here now we go. Um, on uh, voting. Um, uh, I think it's overrated. <laughs> wow. Okay. But let me explain. Single cut. Here we go. I'm, I'm so excited for this. Let me explain. Voting is overrated. I think it's one, um, uh, you can say the start of your civic duty. Okay where I think everybody should vote, but I don't think it's a st- like, I don't think that you can call that participation in government. Wow. Um, okay. So a lot of people, 
say, um, given how the uh, U.S. Um, election system, electoral system, or yeah. representation system, electoralization system, um, where you know, like my vote doesn't matter anyways, because you know New York mostly goes blue at a federal level, blue being democratic. That's a very polite way to put it. Yeah. Um, so, uh, I don't know where he's going with this. Uh, single take. Yeah, no single go. take. Just uh, start of your civic duty. Start of your civic duty. Um, yeah, so uh, uh, that's step one. Um, but there's so much more that you can get uh, involved with in terms of like interacting with your elected officials, r- writing them letters. I, I, have you? I have. Really? Yeah. Let's unpack this. Uh, we don't need to unpack when? that any further. <laughs> uh, calling them, um, or even at like a local level, um, like talking with your city council. Um, I have opinions um, on on that. But also, um, I think that's where it starts. Um, um, TLDR, uh, uh, go vote, but voting is overrated. Um, uh, influence um, people on how to vote. Uh, so I'm of the opinion of point to point, especially in terms of like advertising, right? So you have like 84 subscribers on your vlog. I've just been telling people point to point to subscribe to your vlog or listen to the podcast. Oh, right. Other than blasting, uh, um, I don't know what are effective ways of blasting. Mm. Um, uh, two, um, I think the uh, examining the role of media um, in the uh, uh, um, and their influence in politics. Mm-hmm. If that makes any sense, or influence yeah. in making forming opinions, yeah. um, I think that um, we should examine what role that is, and also I don't think there's enough introspection um, within the media themselves in terms of like how they view how they frame um, uh, certain discussions. Um, if if that makes any sense. Hmm, interesting. Okay, so I guess I'll make this a little bit more concrete and then I'll hand the, sure, the mic over yeah, back like to you. Sure, it sounds like hinting at something. Well, um... So it sounds like you're saying go vote. Go vote. Do more than vote. Do more than vote. And think well, about media yeah. and voting. So one thing I think um, is just... Uh, hmm. I want to steer us back to a, an actual concrete discussion. Sure. I think there's been a lot of, especially lately, discussion in terms of like the uh, uh, the tone of the political discourse, right? Yeah. Uh, here and so, um, I maybe this is like the bubble of news that I read, right? In terms of, um, but I think that uh, the media is a lot more. Uh, I feel like they they go for like the sensationalism, yeah. um, and I think this is like a little bit of what like. Do you remember the um, Daily Show with John Stewart? Very never heard of. Are, the you, guy. are you too young for that? No, um, well, I think one thing that he really did call out was the the fact that um, the media is like trying to be very like grabby in terms yeah. of like sensationalism, yeah. and um, so there's that one. Sure. Two, I think they also tried to. Um, uh, uh, the one thing I would like them to do that, that I don't think I see enough of is calling things out that are obviously, like, wrong, right? I think I would actually like them to have more of an opinion 
uh, in news. About news? About news, right? Like other news outlets or about themselves? About the events going on, right? I feel like they have taken the stance in terms of like we are trying to be neutral or like bias free. And um, uh, like, are you talking about CNN or? Say like CNN or the New York Times. Sure. Right. I think I. Um, uh, like what would you like for them to do specifically? Um, to, to be, I guess, uh, uh, very concrete, right? In terms of like, I think it's okay to just not give certain people a voice. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not going to go interview like white supremacists because like that has no like, uh, they don't need to have their like opinions. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, like a platform for yeah, like a platform or even just like voiced, right? Like um, a megaphone. Like, yeah, like a megaphone, exactly. Interesting. Um, and also, I think um, a little bit too in terms of just like calling you know, let's say uh, uh, President Trump out on things that he's like obviously like lying about. I think one of the things that I've... hmm? What? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Like, so certain things like, um, uh, like he will say something that's obviously a lie, right? And then they'll just like repeat it, right? Or just as a quote verbatim, where I don't think they they need to be doing that. Interesting. Um, Yeah. Sorry, I'm going to get off my soapbox now. Mike is actually stepping off of a literal physical yeah. box at this moment. In time. Um, so I'll let you talk about that if you want, yeah, or no, we can talk a, about Beto O'Rourke. Beto, I wish I Beto, Beto, Beto O'Rourke. Yeah, I wish I, uh, some people call him Beto. I think he pronounces his own name, Beto. Um, my friend DJ would really appreciate that I'm mentioning his name because he's a huge Beto fan, even though neither of us live in Texas. He lives in California. Interesting. Um, I just said interesting <laughs> to my own sentence. So I had three thoughts. I wish I could, uh, I should have written them down. We have a, a pad of post-its here. I should have written them down. Um, the first one I wanted to talk about, which was uh, interesting, was the idea of like having political influence and that being more important than um, you yourself just going and voting. It reminded me a lot of uh, the ways I'm being pushed to grow, uh, like at my job. Like instead of doing everything myself, I have to convince other people that it's important to do those things and then tell them to do it. Basically because there's like a upper bound to what any one human can do. Like voting is very simple. It's like one vote per head, right? But if you can steer other heads, then effectively you have like N votes or like N output. So that's what that reminded me of. And that's what I took from that, which I think is a good thing to do. It's tricky, but it's like a nice like meta skill that you can have. Um, the second thing you mentioned was, well, I'm not going to be able to go in order because <laughs> there's a lot there. Uh uh, <laughs> uh, I'll just I'll skip ahead right to the last thing you mentioned, which was not giving people a voice, um, not giving certain certain uh, parties a voice. I'll say maybe people a voice is a, a too strong a way to put it. Um, yeah, I haven't actually I haven't had sp- I haven't spent the mental energy to think about like all of the implications of the right way to do this. It seems pretty clear to me that there are some things that shouldn't be given a voice or like a megaphone, um, and I agree that. At some point, you just have to like have a strong opinion and just go with that opinion. Like we see this all the time. I'll I'll go back to my job. Like people like they try to be helpful and nice and compromise. And if you have like something that was produced by a bunch of compromises, oftentimes it's like a pretty crappy tool or a crappy experience. Uh, like more so than it would have been if someone was just opinionated and just like dictated the whole thing themselves. Um, so it seems like we're we're in this this like uh, this state where like everything is very wishy-washy like they're they're kind of 
you know, calling things out, but they're also trying to be biased or whatever. They're trying to give everyone a platform, but you know, maybe the, you know they're trying to like not give everyone everyone a platform, and it seems like they just need to like make a make a call. And this reminds me of, um, like, so I'll, I'll go on a bit of a this is a bit of a detour here. <laughs> I'm gonna detour, but I used to be pretty like a pretty strong evangelical Christian. I don't know if you knew this about me. I used to be a very strong evangelical Christian, like growing up in high school. And then, like, I hit a brick wall in college and just pretty much, like, dropped everything on the floor. And, um, <laughs> well, what what I kind of, like, derived from this whole experience of being, like, an evangelical Christian to not being an evangelical Christian was that, like, now that God, like, doesn't assign purpose to your life, like, it's difficult to derive purpose from other places. And so, like, after, like, wandering around for, like, I don't know, six months or a year of, like, no purpose in life, I, like, finally discovered that, like, humans have to give life purpose themselves like you have to be the one like to give purpose to your life because no one else is going to do it for you like my my personal belief is that life's purpose is to give life purpose like that's your goal is to to make a goal and to follow that goal and so the 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 reason that this relates back to what you were saying because it looks like that's what you're you're prompting me on (laughs) is uh, because it seems in this sense that like news media I don't know, whatever, like political outlets like are trying to find what their role is in all of this. And I think what you're saying is that they just need to decide what their goal is and then just like follow that. If their goal is to make sure that the right, I mean, using words like right and wrong are pretty, uh, I don't know, contentious, but like giving giving uh, like good people a platform and not giving bad people a platform like is their goal, then they need to just do that rather than trying to like satisfy everyone. Or if they're, if their goal is to like give everyone a voice, then they need to like commit to that rather than like I don't know trying to play it year by year. Okay, um, I'm gonna unpack every, everything <laughs> yeah, you just said. I dropped uh, a bomb. Huge bombshell. Go on. <laughs> the actual huge bombshell. <laughs> uh, uh, I think one, uh, uh, the whole media thing is less interesting now. <laughs> <laughs> Single cut. Here we go. There you go. Single cut. Uh, but I will say, uh, 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 last thing, it is a slippery slope in terms of like as a um, power to be like a media, right? Uh, uh, controlling like what voices are heard or not. And I think the value is that um, for a news outlet like uh, New York Times or whatever, like they can, I mean, if their stance is like, hey, we want to be as neutral and make as many people like heard as possible, they should do that. But I also think that a diversity of voices, like diverse media, if that makes any sense. Sure. But uh uh, may, I don't know. Maybe, maybe this is not well formed. No, I think uh, it is. But I, I keep going back there. and forth, right? Um, in terms of like, you know, maybe you just need like something, uh, you know, just to be a little bit more um, edgy or something, if, if that makes any sense. Like pointed, pointed, yeah. right? Um, uh, and uh, one thing I need to do my homework on, which I haven't, is I actually wonder what like the news media is like in other countries so like i think in england or you know i think it's a little bit more contentious like it's like a more contentious relationship between the media and um uh uh like politicians yeah uh i I think so yeah yeah uh because a lot of like um i think if you break it down a lot of like the reporters say like they need access right and they get access sure. by it's like a little bit. I'm gonna draw the analogy back to like sports media okay. in terms of a lot of the beat writers don't usually write anything contentious about the team that they're covering because if they do that, then the the team that they cut co- they cover will be upset with them and will yeah. give them as much access to like players and stuff things they need to do with their job, right? So it's it's a little bit of like buying yeah. that influence by like how like cushy they are yeah. they are. Um, 
so I think that's something that needs to be examined. Um, I'm not really sure I have enough knowledge on this to speak on it. Um, I don't know anything about news media in other countries. So. <laughs> so I realized this the other day. I mean, I never really said his name out loud. Sure. But then I realized his name, his first name ends with an O and his last name starts with an O. That's the And so part. it's so difficult to say. Yeah. Beto O'Rourke. Yep. You have to give yourself that yeah. second. Of, you have uh, to give it a second. Yeah. So, all right. Um, uh, what are your thoughts? You watched the debate. I Beto did. O'Rourke against the Zodiac Killer. <laughs> Or is it, uh, what's his name, Alan Grayson, or what's his name? Uh, Ted Cruz? T- Ted Cruz, yeah. What's his, uh, what's, who's the Duke basketball player that people keep comparing him to? Looks exactly <laughs> this is so silly. Um, yeah, uh, so take it away. Oh, um, well, um, it's hard to not, I think it's very difficult to be objective in politics because there's a face that you stare at and you, like, listen to the words come out of that face. You know what I mean? <laughs> So uh, yeah, I do. Um, like I wish, I wish politics were like, an, like okay, two people sit behind a computer and they have different issues, and you don't even know what the people look like or anything. You just know that there's one entity who has. You don't even know actually what opinions each entity has. You just for every every different item or every different you know issue, you have two opinions and you like pick which which opinion you agree with more, and then basically at the end like each entity reveals their opinions and then you just sum them up and you're like, oh, I agree more with this candidate, I should vote for them, or I agree more with this candidate, I vote for them. But obviously that's not the world we we live in, and so it's hard to detach like actual policy uh, like opinions from like the people that they are. And I don't know, Ted Cruz just comes off as like terribly disingenuous to me. Like basically like I don't ever want to interact with you in my entire life, disingenuous type of guy. Um, and honestly, he's probably a genuine guy. He probably like is like thinks he's being genuine and like wants to appear genuine and probably does to a lot of people. It's just for some reason it comes off like terribly like I don't know. <laughs> so um, slimy and like gross and like oh my god. Well, word on the street is that pretty much everybody hates Ted Cruz. Even people who know him, street? yeah. <laughs> I haven't been on the street enough. I haven't heard that. See, that's the that's the hard part. Is I like even I'll play devil's advocate with myself. So yet I don't know Ted Cruz. Like chances are, honestly, I think if you put me in front of any politician in Washington, I'd probably get along with them. If it was just like in isolation, like I feel like them the the people themselves are probably like good people. They just have like strong opinions about certain issues and like we talk about it. I think it's like when you throw in all this other fire about like everyone else who has an opinion in all the media, that's when people start to get really contentious with one another. But anyways, back to Ted Cruz and Better Work. Um, sorry, Mike. Wait, hold on. <laughs> I did want to say something about um, uh, your, your your thought on if things had no face. Yeah. Um, I think it's uh, one thing is that um, it, that's not the world that we live in, but I think it's important <laughs> that we actually recognize our biases. I mean, this is what things that they tell us in our yeah, training right in terms true. of like you should um you shouldn't not think that but you should at least realize that you have it and 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 i don't know hold it in check but also like i think the first thing is like oh right um so i guess uh i i'll like in an everyday like mm-hmm. say like i don't know you're at work and you're like talking about something like a project or whatever and you're like okay well i feel very strongly about this is it because i don't like the person or is it because i don't i think that they're technically wrong right um uh uh, so you you want to like um just i I guess just recognize this right i mean this is every day it's very tough though like i will say it's 
like I'm sure you do this. You go through the exercise of like checking yourself. Like, am I being biased right now? Like I'll do this all the time. I'll, I'll stay up late at night just watching YouTube videos about like politicians, like you know, expounding their beliefs or whatever. And I have to like check, like, am I like thinking terribly of this these opinions because of the person who's saying them or because of the the merits of what they're saying? It's hard. It's honestly very hard to just like like. Have you ever tried to convince yourself of a different? I'm sure you have of like a different opinion. Like even if like at the outset you believe it's the complete wrong opinion. Yeah, I think um, that is any. I think that's just any good like sounds. Uh, like way to evaluate it, right? Like yeah. You, 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 you. <laughs> I like find myself like catching myself like, oh, actually, like I'm not giving this opinion like it's full time or like it's it's like due diligence because I'm like just associating with this person or you know, th- these other opinions or these other ideas. Or you just don't like that person. Yeah. Or I just mm-hmm. don't like that person. Anyways, um, yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, it's true. It's not the world we live in, and it is important to check our biases. But I don't know. Maybe maybe that's part of it. Maybe the fact that it's not the world we live in means that we should take in these uh, these uh, non – I don't know how to put this. Like things that aren't related to like actual political issues into account. Like how, um, how well-spoken is the candidate? Like how handsome are they are? Are they? Are, how <laughs> handsome are they? <laughs> like how? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Friendly are they? Like these types of things. Like how much does their face want to make me punch it? Like those right. type of things. Like should those actually be taken into account, or should they be like dropped on the floor? Um, it depends on. The, I guess. Uh, hate to be like break this down so much, but uh, <laughs> like valuable signal you can derive from it, right? Because uh-huh. I think somebody who's being like well spoken is is you can like extrapolate extrapolate that to. Um, being like, well, they need to be a good communicator to like either negotiate or to, um, you know, uh, like tell people what they uh, uh, about their like plans or their yeah, yeah, yeah. you know what they they want to do, and, and like that's valuable, right? Versus something that is like, well, like you know how handsome they are, or you know. Well, so this is my question. Like, I'm sure you could come up with a contrived example of uh, it being important that the candidate is handsome. Like, imagine they're interacting with mm-hmm. other global leaders who are influenced by a handsome person and not by a non... Like, isn't this like... Yeah. A, there's, like, social studies about, like, people who are more attractive or more influential. They're tall, how yeah. tall they are. Yeah, yeah, right, right. right. Yeah. Um, no, I think it's just proportional, right, as with anything else, right? Sure, there's sure. A, it's a value function to yeah. break this down into... Because we're all machines. Uh, <laughs> we are. Yeah, right? But it's like, how do, what is your... Like, if you write it, what is your value function or your, your utility yeah. function out, like, written out, right? I, yeah, I think that's the thing is it's... It's almost tempting to want to justify like these biases without first considering whether or not the utility function is correct. Like, oh, like I should like take this into account because other people will also be like subconsciously affected by it without first checking whether or not I'm being like proportional with my utility function. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyways, I think Beto O'Rourke seems like a, uh, a good guy. <laughs> <laughs> now, I appreciate that he is very. Uh, He's like pretty direct. Like he'll just like tell you what he thinks, uh, and I can appreciate that. I think I think it's mostly transparency that I care about at this point because it's like too difficult to know like what's going on. Like I'll appreciate someone who's just being completely blunt and honest with me. I think we've had this cons- conversation before about politicians. Like I'd prefer someone who's just going to tell me like 100% upfront what they were going to do, rather than like hiding behind this facade of like the campaign and then like do all this other stuff behind the scenes. So do you appreciate the fact that he doesn't take um, money from, like, PACs or, like, big, big money? Uh, I don't know how I feel about that, honestly. Because I, I was thinking about when you were talking about transparency. So you mean, like, you like his transparency in terms of, like, what they say, but how about, like, transparency in terms of, like, campaign money? 
Well, I feel I feel like if he was like, I got a ton of money from X, Y, and Z, and I support them, and I'm going to support them all in office. Like, I feel like I'd be okay with that. I see. That's interesting. That's, yeah. um, yeah, I don't know. I think I feel the same way. <laughs> um, I don't, like, I'd much prefer that to, to someone who takes a ton of money and then doesn't mention them or doesn't say, like, oh, this is actually my secret motive or whatever. I'm not sure if it's, like, better. Honestly, I don't know. Like, I'm still, like, up in the air about certain ends justifies the means situations. Like, it's it's hard to make a call one way or the other. So here's the thing. I'm not, like, sorry to, if no, you don't, no. yeah. yeah. But uh, in terms of, like, just money and politics. Yeah. So I think that, like, I don't know how I feel in terms of, like, if somebody gives you, like, a, 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 lot, a lot of money. Say you're running, say, Mac, you're running for uh, Senate. So I'm already extremely wealthy. Funded, is that what you're saying? No, I'm saying you're not. I oh. think most. <laughs> well, oh, uh, the bird. <laughs> it's like, ooh, no, no, are you? No, I don't think I'm you sorry. are. Um, uh, returning intern. <laughs> <laughs> returning intern, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, so, um, uh, sorry to you. I'm a little like sidetracking yeah. you here, but. Um, uh, I think, um, you know, most, I think, I, I don't know, most, I mean, they're definitely well off, like, senators, but I wouldn't oh, yeah. say that they are, like, independently wealthy enough to where money doesn't matter to them, mm-hmm. um, if, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Um, like, I think there's been an argument that we should just pay, um, like, co- like, the federal government employee, like, Congress people, senators, more money, just so that they can be, they can use their, so, like, salary to be independently uh, to be more in the independent oh, financially, right? Um, because there's the whole like revolving door of politics where like somebody serves as like senator and then they can go like to a lobbying company and get paid like millions of dollars a year. Um, but if they go and do something while they're in office that like pisses off like everybody, yeah. right? They won't get yeah, a lucrative job, right? Do you think it would also like provide for a more competitive environment? I mean, it's already very competitive, but. Um, I th- like, hey, someone wasn't considering being a senator, but look how much it pays. Now I want to go be a senator. Uh, uh, maybe. I don't know. Like, may- probably, right? Can, Some people probably. shoot down my ideas if they're... <laughs> no, I don't know. I just haven't thought about it. Um, but I guess... Uh, uh, come back. Yeah. I'm going to come back. I'm going to yeah. come back. We'll, we'll just pull us back right now um, to transparency in terms of... Uh, I actually haven't been following the... Um, there's no reason for me, I guess, to follow this race in texas the senate race in texas yeah um so i don't really know too much about beto he um sweats a lot i hear <laughs> he does sweat a lot uh but i don't really know i think i'm just more um uh anti-ted cruz than i am like pro beto O'Rourke. yeah because i don't really know too much about him i don't know what his like platforms are i know he seems like a nice guy like you said that shouldn't really be the yeah um, well i mean he has a lot of liberal policies that align with my opinions on things so that helps um and it's also the case that Ted Cruz has a lot of conservative policies that don't align with my opinions on things, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, do you, are you, do you not like Ted Cruz because of his policies or just because of his face? Both. <laughs> <laughs> See, now I would feel, had Ted Cruz been in the room for that conversation, I'd feel bad because I'm sure in real life, like like if Ted Cruz was my dad, I'm sure I'd like love my dad. Yeah, just, I think that's fair. You it's can... just the fact that he's like a public punching bag or whatever. Um, yeah, I, I guess that's fair. I mean, I think, I mean, I would love to have Ted Cruz on the podcast to interview. <gasps> Could imagine you that. Imagine. Could you imagine? That would be, that would be like my, I don't even know what that would be. A dream? Are you I dreaming? Don't even know. It's, it's like polar opposites being smashed together. I can't even, 
Um, Why would he give us his time of day? How could we convince him to be on the podcast? Maybe we could just how did do you, who was it? Um, with the Borat guy. Can we start just posing as him? <laughs> pull a Borat. Yeah, pull a Borat. Oh my god! Tell him we are. Uh, I don't know what we are. Uh, what would what would what, what would I don't know what we could be to, to get him to get podcasters, podcasters, famous podcasters. Famous podcasters. Okay, yeah, come on the podcast. Um, no, I don't think I would call him ugly to his face. I mean, he's not ugly. I don't think he's ugly. No. He's just a punchable face. That's what I said. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, I mean, I think he would be, uh, you know, I, I think we could have a, well, actually, I don't know. I don't know how it would go. I actually have no idea. I, so I actually, this is why I wish it would be so interesting I feel like this could be beneficial for like the political discourse at large. Maybe this is what I'll do with my life. Maybe this is what I'll do. Maybe I'll start a Mac talks to politicians show where I just go and I like just chat with people. And then I, I don't allow people to watch the interview because that's when like politicians will put on a face, but I'll do the interview or I'll ask them questions and I'll just summarize their points. Just plain it. Like here's, here's what this guy actually believes. Here's, you know, some thoughts. Here's what we discussed or whatever. Yeah. But then they won't like how you summarize it they'll think that you summarized it wrong. Well, I'm thinking it's like one of those things where like you you are like a like a food raider or like a video game raider and like people will send their video games to you hoping that they get a good review or a good rating. And if you don't, then they're mad obviously, but they respect the fact that you were like a neutral party or you were willing to listen and and give valuable feedback. I feel like that's maybe what the country needs is just someone who's like willing to be like, "All right, I'm not going to go into this conversation with any sort of biases. Just like want to hear your opinion. Like I, I don't have an opinion myself. Just tell me your opinions, justify them, and I'll summarize. Um, yeah, the country needs Mac. I think that's what we've that's uh, what established we've... <laughs> right here. Mac is uh, setting the groundwork for his uh, presidential campaign in uh, uh, twenty forty in ten years. Yeah. In ten years, you have to be thirty five mm. to run for president. Yeah. Could twenty twenty eight? When's the next? Yeah, twenty twenty eight. I guess twenty twenty eight. You're setting. You're already setting it uh, by you know creating a podcast. Um, yep. Uh, getting your getting your platform. You're you're working on your platform. Did uh, your did your um not to interject, but did your parent? My mom used to always say, "You'll be president one day." I'm sure. No, yeah. never. <laughs> <laughs> I always say, "You'll be president one day," and I'd be like, I'd be like, "Mom, that's a lot of responsibility." I'm pretty sure my mom didn't want me to be president ever. <laughs> I'm sure my mom's like, "Want me to be a doctor," which I am. Wow, didn't even realize. I, yeah. Well, I didn't realize until after I said doctor. I'm like, oh yeah, no, in fact, I am a doctor, oh, nice. uh, which well, I like to point out at any point. But dreams do come true. Yeah. Um, hmm. Well, we, we said a lot today, huh? This is gonna be a long podcast for our, for our listeners. Yeah, I think we should sign this off. Um, before we do, we'll give a shout out to our sponsors once again. Uh, we'll go in reverse order. So our first uh, shout out will be at Dr. Jonathan Michael Caldor, who hails from Michigan. Hail blue. Go Hope blue. Crap, my sweet. <laughs> What'd you <Yeah>. do? <laughs> <laughs> All right, we have to try that again. I thought you were done. Then you said go blue out of nowhere. <laughs> we want to close out the show by thanking our sponsors. We'll go in reverse order. So first we want to give a shout out to Dr. Jonathan Michael. Hail Cal blue. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Too quick. Too quick that time. <laughs> oh, man. You got me good. That was pretty good. Um. <laughs> uh, our second sponsor of the evening is JimmyJobs.me. JimmyJobs.me. Do you remember the um, Little Caesars guy? He'd come up in the commercials and be like, pizza, pizza. Mm -hmm. JimmyJobs needs that on his website. 
like a guy that comes up. No, well, yeah, but not little Caesars, but little guy, little Jimmy that comes up and just like Jimmy Jobs. (laughs) Tapi, tapi. Thank you for joining Mac and Mike in the morning. I'm Mac. I'm Mike, and it's in the morning. Enjoy your morning or day. Please join us next week where we talk about Mike's evangelical Christian past. Ooh, well, we can talk about my past. Do you have a religious past? Were you ever religious?